Thank you, Eddie. I hardly knew what to say. I, uh, God is alive. He's real. Praise God for that. I'm, God really touched my heart already just being here this evening. I turned in the book, The Songs of Faith and Praise, and I turned to nine, song number 916. And I was going to ask you to sing that song before you guys sat down. God just was really speaking to my heart. <clears throat> so this evening for a message, I invite you to open your Bibles to John chapter 14. <clears throat> John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. You keep your finger in John chapter 14, turn with me back to Revelations chapter 21, if you would please. Revelations chapter 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, that new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of which burneth with fire, with brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and all, and all her lights was like unto a stone most precious, 
even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gate twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, and on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Verse 15, And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure that city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth foursquare, and the length is as large as the breadth, and, and it measured, as he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, the length of the breadth, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was of pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, and the third chalcedony, and the fourth emerald, and the fifth sardinox, and the sixth sardius, and the seventh chrysoline, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprus, and the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth is amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was a one pearl, and the street of the city <coughs> was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb or the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut all the day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations unto it. And there shall in no wise enter in, into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and unto the Lamb. In the midst of the streets of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This evening I'd like to attempt to share with you on the subject of heaven. I titled the message this evening, A Prepared Place for a Prepared People. Brothers and sisters, this evening there's so much more in life to look forward to. There is a place somewhere beyond the clouds 
Somewhere, somewhere out there, God is preparing a place for those that love him. Those that have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. And this evening, if you're here as a child of God, it should excite you. It's my heart's desire this evening that God would inflict a fire in your bosom. To realize that this world is not our home. We are just passing through. There is coming a better day, brothers and sisters. Yes, we have our moments. We have our days. But brothers and sisters, we have something to look forward to, do we not? There is a place prepared for those who are right with God. The story of a little boy that was born blind. His mother did everything in her own strength to, to communicate the beauty of the world, the flowers, the trees, the birds, the sunshine, and so forth. And one day the mother learned of a doctor that was performing a surgical cure for the, for the handicap that her son had. The arrangements had been made, and after weeks of waiting, that big day came. Was that surgery going to be a success? They began to peel the bandages from his face, and sure enough, after the last bandage was removed, the boy ran over to the window, and for the first time, he could see his mother the green grass, the trees, the birds, and the beautiful sunshine. Could you imagine what it must have been like? The boy was overwhelmed by what he could now see. And the boy turned to his mother and said, Mother, why didn't you tell me how beautiful this would be? Tears streaming down the mother's face, the mother said, I tried, son, but I just couldn't do it justice. I just couldn't do it justice. This evening, when we think about the subject of heaven, brothers and sisters, this evening I feel like I can't do it justice for what God has prepared for his bride. The Bible tells us that eye has not seen, the ear has never heard, nor, nor have we ever, the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard of the great things that God has prepared for those that love him. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And then he says this, he says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we do know, when we shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. This evening as we think about this subject of heaven, here the John, 1 John, he tells us that he that has this hope will make himself ready. The first night when we, we looked at the whole subject of being ready, to be ready, There was a pastor that said to the congregation one day, he said, did it ever occur to you that your hope in Jesus was something that needed to be cultivated? And he says you ought to exert specific efforts for that purpose. Get into the habit of meditating upon the object towards which your hope is directed. 
He went on to say, if you never lift your eyes to the goal, you will never be drawn toward it. And if you never think about heaven, it will have next to no attraction to you. I think it's important that we think about heaven. Maybe this evening, one of the reasons why so many people are creating their own heaven on earth is because they're not focusing on the real heaven that is to come. This evening, I have a few things that I'd like us to consider as we think about the subject of heaven. Number one, heaven is a place. Heaven is a place. As we already mentioned, somewhere out there, God is preparing a place. It's John chapter 14, verse 2 would tell us. See, in the, in the scripture, in the Bible, as we read about heaven, heaven is referred to a lot of different things. Heaven is referred to a country. In Hebrews chapter 11, the 16th verse, it says, But now they desired a better country, that is, in heavenly place, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. The Bible refers to heaven as that of a country. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of heaven being a country. I think of some of the times when I drove out west and you saw some of the great big plains out there, wide open country. Is that what comes to our mind when we think about heaven? Revelations chapter 21, some of the verses we read talked about gates that surround that city. It tells us that, the, that those gates are going to always be open and people can come to and fro. We don't know what it's going to be like. But church family, this evening I can tell you it's going to be a beautiful thing. We don't want to miss it. Heaven is as a country. Secondly, this evening in Revelation chapter 21, the 10th verse, he says, and he, carried, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and he showed me that great city. I try to picture things. I think I mentioned that the other night. It says, read scripture. I try to paint a picture. Heaven is as a city. Maybe majestic buildings, city lights, I don't know. I don't know what it's all going to be like. Some time ago, I, for my wife's 40th birthday, I, I took my wife to, she, she likes to go to New York City. It's one of the things she enjoys to do. She enjoys to go there shopping and so for my wife's 40th birthday, Ken Burkholder, I don't know if some of you know that, he's a pilot, he, drives, he flies a plane, and I lined this all up, I didn't tell her where we're going, and we flew to New York City, to the north end of the city, and we got dinner that night, and after it got dark, we jumped in the plane, and we flew down the Hudson River, and we did a New York City flyby at night, did a fly around the Statue of Liberty, if you've never done it, I encourage you to do it. The lights were incredible at night. City. I think you have a son living in New York City. It is believed that the city of New York City is 475 square miles. 475 square miles. Revelations chapter 21, we talked about a city. It tells us that it's 12,000 furlongs square, which 
from my understanding and from the little bit of study that I did, I would understand it that it would be 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. Brothers and sisters, this evening, this is a huge city that God is preparing for his bride. 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles would tell us, or if you do the calculations, which is what I do for a job, if you haven't figured out that out this week, comes to 2,250,000 square miles. Brothers and sisters, this evening, that's 4,736 New York cities put together. This is one huge city. I read somewhere else that this city is the size, is basically half the size of the United States. This is one huge city that we're talking about here this evening. I also read in that same study, it, it, it told us that the population in 2020, the population of New York City was 8 million, 8.8 .8 million people in 2020. Can you imagine what the population of this 2,250,000 square miles could possibly be? Brothers and sisters, there's room for all. There's room for all. And it's God's desire that we could all be a part of that great union one day. It also talks in Revelations about a wall that is 216 feet tall, made of the finest gold. That's all listed there in Revelations chapter 21. Heaven in the Bible is referred to a city, and our minds can hardly comprehend the beauty of it. In the Bible, heaven is referred to that as a kingdom of heaven. Maybe a place of structure, a place of authority, and so forth. And also in John chapter 14, some of the verses that we read, heaven is referred to that of a father's house. There's something pretty special. When I think about heaven, as it could be something, as I think of it as being a father's house. See, my wife and I, we enjoy to go home once in a while. We go home to my parents. We go home to her parents. Because there's something special about home. Where her father doesn't live anymore, but mine does. And it's a special place because father is there. You see, it tends to put a little bit of a personal and an intimate touch when I think about heaven. Brothers and sisters, this evening heaven is a prepared place. Having the master builder build and prepare and prepared for the redeemed. Heaven is a promised place to the redeemed. God cannot lie. And brothers and sisters, this evening, if we believe, if we believe the creation account in Genesis, why would we not believe Revelations when it talks about heaven? And also in, in Hebrews chapter 11, the 16th verse, it says, but now they desire a better country. And brothers and sisters, this evening, when I think about heaven, heaven is a better place. It's a better place. I remember some years ago, I don't know how many years it was exactly, when Shalom School was being built, I would have done the flooring. Uh, when I worked for Weavers, I was done the flooring in the Shalom School many years ago. 
remember as I was working there, there was a, I think he was the painter or the spackler, I, I don't, <coughs> I'm not sure, but I remember he was a Catholic man, I don't remember his name, he wasn't no longer a church going person, but I remember having some spiritual conversations with him and I remember exactly how all we got on the subject, but I, I, I remembered that he no longer went to church because he was a bitter man. He said his father died in his arms and he was angry and bitter. But this man, he loved golf. He was a big golfer. And one day, he was that into golf that one day he actually brought his golf clubs to work. Now, I wasn't really a golfer. I, I said I went a time or two. We were on break, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Confession time. But I remember it, at break time, we went out. He got the floor mat out of his van, and he placed it there in the driveway, and we were hitting golf balls. <laughs> Imagine. But this is what I remember. He made a comment to me that I'll never forget. He told me that if there's no golf in heaven, he don't want no part with it. Brothers and sisters, we get attached to the things here below. But I'm here to tell you this evening that heaven is a better place. It's a better place. In spite of what some people might say or believe about heaven, heaven is more than a condition. Heaven is not just an imaginary place, as some might believe. Some think that heaven is only a state of mind. But this evening, I would like to submit to you that heaven is not simply an imagination. Heaven is not just a feeling or an emotion. Heaven is more than something that is created or invented by man. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. This evening, as I think about heaven, heaven is a place. Secondly, this evening, as I think about heaven, Revelations chapter 22, the third verse we read tells us that there will be no more curse in heaven. Brothers and sisters, there's going to be no more curse in heaven. You know, and I, I have a hard time trying to imagine what heaven's going to be like. But this evening, maybe as we look at some things, maybe that won't be in heaven will help us and could, I think, will help us and inspire us. You see, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3, it tells us that because, it, because sin entered the world, there will be death and crying, and pain, and all these negative things that we experience on earth, they are a result of sin coming into the world, these things that we experience today. But the Bible teaches us in Revelations chapter 21, verses 7 and 8, it tells us that there's going to be no more sin in heaven. Brothers and sisters, this evening, the nation today as we know it, is swimming in a moral sewer of rape and divorce and drugs, pornography and adultery, murder, 
gangs, abortions, suicide, and many more terrible things that we read about and things that we hear about every day. And brothers and sisters, this evening it's a result of the fall. It's a result of sin coming into the world. The heart of humanity is wicked continually and a need, in desperate need of a savior. This evening there will be no more curse in heaven. Revelation chapter 24, the, the fourth verse says that God's going to wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain in heaven. Brothers and sisters, this evening, there's going to be no more death in heaven. There's going to be no more funerals. There'll be no more goodbyes in heaven. No more separations. No more grieving in heaven because someone we love has passed away. Can you imagine? And I believe this evening some of you that comes a little closer home than others. But I can't help but think of my second cousin Steve as I mentioned the other night. He's basically lying there on his deathbed and waiting for that time to come. But brothers and sisters, we have hope. Beyond the grave, there's a hope. Yes, there's a separation. There's pain that goes along with it. But you, can you imagine what it would be like if there would be no hope? There's going to be no more death in heaven. I think there's going to be, I feel like there's going to, well, I know there's going to be a reunion in heaven. A reunion with loved ones that died faithfully serving God. I feel, I believe there's going to be many children in heaven. The children that died from various kinds of diseases, age, starvation, the children that died innocently from all the wars that are going on, all the martyrs that passed away, that died serving God. There'll be a lot of people in heaven. Children will be in heaven. First, first, first Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with him. And then it says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. See, my goal tonight is to comfort us, to inspire us that this world is not our home. We're not going to spend eternity here. There's a better place prepared for the bride. You see, I enjoy going to family reunions, catching up with people that we may not have seen for years. But I believe when we get to heaven, there's going to be a, re a reunion like never before. No more death in heaven. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55, verse 55 says, O death, where is your sting, O grave? Where is your victory? Only eternity, folks. 
Only eternity in heaven. There's going to be no more pain in heaven. Both physical and emotional pain in heaven. There'll be no need for medication when we get to heaven. Medication for depression. Medication for anxiety. There'll be no more Lyme's disease in heaven. There'll be no more cancer in heaven. There'll be no radiation or chemo there. No more pain in heaven. The Bible tells us that we will that we will receive new bodies. Brothers and sisters, this evening there's going to be no more cripples in heaven. The lame will walk, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dumb will talk. It even says that we're going to sing a new song in heaven. Everything's going to be new in heaven when we get to heaven. There's going to be no more special needs children in heaven. Heaven's going to be a grand place. The Bible also tells us that there will be no more accuser in heaven that accuse you, you and I both day and night. Revelation chapter 12 talks about the accuser of their brethren being cast down and the dragon having great anger because he knoweth that he is for, but for a short time. In church family this evening, I can hardly fathom I can hardly fathom what heaven's going to be like, having not to deal with the darts that Satan hurls, hurls at his people. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? Even this week, sometimes, as I sit down to prepare, it just seems like Satan comes at us, and he's on the attack. Revelation chapter 12, it talks about him having great anger. He knows that his time is short. Brothers and sisters, if we get to heaven, there's going to be no more accuser of the brethren. Yes, the devil, may win, the devil may win some battles right now in this life. But make no mistake, God's going to win the war. God's going to win. And we want to make sure we're on his side. No more temptations in heaven. The absence of the devil... The Bible says that he will be cast into the lake of the fire which burns forever and ever. See, church family, when we get to heaven, we can rest. I mean really rest. But until we get to heaven, we need to keep fighting on. We need to keep fighting on. And I want to encourage us this evening to not give up. To not give up. That we keep moving forward. That we keep trying to be the people that God desires us to be. Revelation 21 verse 8 talks about something else that would not be in heaven. It says the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the, abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars will not be in heaven. The Bible tells us that we must be born again to enter heaven. You see this evening the only way to heaven... As through the Son of God, his name is Jesus. Heaven is for those that recognize they are a sinner in need of a Savior. And ask Jesus to come into their heart and forgive them for their sins. 
and turn from their wicked ways. Brothers and sisters, this evening there is a balm in Gilead. There is a balm. Praise God for that. Verse 7, Revelation chapter 21 tells us that the overcomer will inherit the kingdom of heaven. So I thought about heaven, it inspired me to think that there will be no more curse in heaven nor any of the results that occurred because of the sin that entered the world. This evening is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We talked about a few things this evening that won't be in heaven. What about some things that will be in heaven? The Bible says in Revelation 21, verse 3, God himself shall be with them. And also in John 14, the third verse, Jesus said, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and fetch you so that we can be together. You see, this evening, brothers and sisters, we can talk about heaven. We can think about what it might look like in all of its splendor. The Bible talks about streets of transparent gold and all the other very expensive gems and jewels that the Bible talks about. But yet this evening as I think about heaven, I can hardly imagine that anything will be more glorious than seeing God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ in heaven. To see Him face to face. Imagine will we see His nail-scarred hands. I don't know what it's going to be like. But I don't think anything's going to be more glorious than seeing the Father. God himself is going to be in heaven. Revelation 22, verses 3 and 4 says, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants will serve him, and they shall see his face. God himself is going to be in heaven. Another thing that's going to be in heaven is worship. Worship. Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 11, read it like this. It says, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne unto, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood, around, stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces. And it says that they worshiped God. Corporate worship. The singing in here sounds beautiful. But brothers and sisters, it's nothing going to be compared to the worship that will take place in glory someday. Revelation chapter 5 again says that they sang a new song. Worship and singing will be in heaven. And I can't help but think this evening, I think there's going to be a little work in heaven. And you can forgive me for, maybe it's not work as we know it today, but I believe there will be something to do with our hands when we get to heaven. In the perfect garden in the beginning, God told Adam and Eve to keep the garden. And I sort of imagine when we get to heaven, there's going to be some things to do with our hands. 
Again, maybe not work as we know it today, but I think there's going to be things to do with our hands. In closing this evening, as we think about the subject of heaven, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and the 19th verse says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. See, the Apostle Paul said, For me to die is gain. Because I feel like the Apostle Paul realized that death is only the beginning. Death is only the beginning. The Bible tells us to lay up treasure in heaven, not on the things here below. There is coming a day. Psalm 1611, one of my favorite verses says, At thy right, at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Complete satisfaction at the right hand of the Father. Church family, this evening we have so much to look forward to as a child of God. I would like us to again, if you don't mind, Eddie. 916, if we could turn to that song and sing from our hearts. If you're here this evening and you are anticipating that day when Christ returns again, let's stand, would we? And let's sing this song, There Is Coming A Day. Number 916. Let's sing it together. Go ahead. And maybe I'll just say this before he starts the song. If you're here this evening, I'm just going to give you one last opportunity. If you're here this evening and you know, and you know that your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, if you're here tonight and you want to give your heart to Jesus, it's a perfect opportunity for you to come. Jesus paid the price on the cross, and he wants us to come. If you never made that commitment, tonight's the night you'd like to do that. While we sing this song, at any moment during that song, come front here to the front bench, and one of the ministers will meet with you after the service. Shall we sing? Mm -hmm. There is come.